number one podcast. Let's go. Yeah. Check the podcast. Nerds about the broadcast. About to drop some knowledge on your brain with all these hot facts. Gaming, anime, and even comics got you covered. I'll just listen to this intro from this budget Donald Glover. Yeah. We'll take your mind up on a trip like Rick and Morty. Like we jumping through these portals. Trust me, none of this is boring. And they cover all these topics. Start an A into the letter Z. Attack on Titan all the way to Zoro. That's more than one piece. Keep it nerd or nothing. Yeah, you know that is our motto. And if you listen to us, that's the motto that you follow. Got the host with the most. He got moves like he's Star Lord. All these haters taking shots, they missing like it's Star Wars. Far more content than you could even ask for. Put it on your phone and then just stick it to your dashboard. Tune in anytime and they will probably have your fandom. But now just kick back so you can listen to the anthem. Keep it nerd, keep it nerd. What's the hot facts? You don't need your eyes, just put down your contacts. Growing up, cause you know we got a bomb cast. Hit and then just listen to the geeky is the podcast. Keep it nerd, keep it nerd. What's the hot facts? You don't need your eyes, just put down your contacts. Growing up, cause you know we got a bomb cast. Hit and then just listen to the geeky is the podcast. Keeping It Nerd podcast, everybody. It's Ming Chen approved. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Keeping It Nerd. This is episode 59, the season two review of Netflix Umbrella Academy season two. Did I say that already? Once, twice, three times a lady? Well, either way, my name is Vince, your host, and I got with me Nico Mastajo. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Oh, man. So, we how fast did you blitz through this, this series? Like, I felt like I was able to kind of pace myself, but I still end up watching like all of season two within maybe like a week and a week, week and a half. Yeah, I want to say I, I think I went through it um, in about a week. I want to say, but I I think I started like one or two weeks out, like late. So I felt like I was behind, but um, yeah, I got through it pretty quickly. Were you, were you dodging? Were you like dodging your? Uh instagram feeds and anything like that just to make sure you didn't see any kind of spoilers i always feel that way anytime there's like i'm a week behind like anything premiering i'm like oh shoot i got i gotta go in my little hole here and not look at anything no facebook no instagram no twitter yeah actually i mean you know it's a pretty popular show but i don't think it was like uh no one's making memes out of it or anything so i i didn't really fear that so much i did see a lot more promotional stuff popping up like the entertainment uh weekly covers and stuff that they were uh promoting on instagram and things like that um i think that music video that they did kind of like popped up again on on a couple of my feeds but uh yeah not not too much i wasn't too worried about that show how did you i don't think we i don't think we ever did uh an episode where we reviewed umbrella academy i don't think we did i think we did the boys and i think we just got we just got so uh, backlogged with a lot of uh, other things that we never got to I'll talk about season one, but so before we dive into to season two, how did you like going season one overall? Did you know anything about uh, about Umbrella Academy prior and things like that? Uh, no, I mean I, I'd heard of it before. I knew it was uh, created by Gerard Way uh, from uh, My Chemical Romance, um, and I remember seeing it kind of like on the comic book shelves back in the day, um, but it never like really piqued my interest or anything. Um, so when it popped up. Um, I was like, just you know, any comic book property I'm kind of always interested in. And um, that's kind of what made me check it out. I'm really glad that I had, no, I, I knew nothing about it going in. Very much like the boys. 
like I didn't really know much about going in and that it, it just led me open to to see the world for what it is rather than trying to compare it with like the source material but yeah. you no I knew nothing about it before prior anything like it was all it was a clean slate I didn't know anything I didn't know who it was even a comic book at first or who created it um so when I did see a lot of hype going you know talk people talking about oh the Umbrella Academy like you know how, how Netflix, they always show you like the first, like maybe 15 seconds, like when you go over whatever one of their yeah. titles, yeah. it gives you when a preview. Like highlighted. Yeah. So then it, you know, give you the thing like, oh, in 1986, 43 women across the world gave birth. You know, you know I was like, I was like, oh, that's an interesting, uh, you know, you know, segue into or like introduction to everything. So that piqued my interest. So Raina and I just like sat down, we watched that first episode and we were hooked. Like, oh, okay. So this is a new kind of take on like superheroes and like their story and um i think i'm not sure if we did uh touch upon it when we were talking about the boys but i felt like um the umbrella umbrella academy was kind of like x-men ish where it was like more family uh oriented where you had um what's his name i'm forgetting reginald hargraves he was the their father who i thought was like kind of a professor x he kept everyone in, in their home and, you know, was raising them to be what they're supposed to be. And I thought maybe the boys were like kind of more like the, an Avengers kind of uh, team, uh, team. If I was going to compare it to more of a Marvel thing, since I like to do that and I'm being a Marvel fanboy, but that's how I, 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 I portrayed those uh, two IPs. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, my brother had never watched um, the original season. So when the season two came out, he started watching it. And, you know, I don't want to give any spoilers, but I basically described it, um, Umbrella Academy, as um, it's the X-Men. And then I told him, I mean, like, if you look at the parallels, it's basically the Dark Phoenix saga and, like, Days of Future Past storylines from the X-Men uh, books. Like, the parallels on there, there's a lot of parallels to the storylines, the characters, uh, and overall, um, uh, like, story, like, just the comic itself. But yeah. I feel like it's 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 done in so differently that it's so that um, especially like the style of the show, it makes it really entertaining and really engaging. It doesn't yeah. feel, even though the parallels are there, it doesn't feel like it's just a rehash of the X Men or anything like that. Yeah, no, I I still think um, yeah there are hints uh, and like you know maybe not callbacks, but I mean feelings to like tones of like X Men ish, but it's still original con- uh, you know original creation all, all in itself, and um, yeah so. We're finding out this, it's a family that was ra- being raised by this man who went all around the world and procured these uh, miracle babies, right? And, you know, he created the Umbrella Academy. And then, you know, you go a little, little adventure, blah, blah, blah. So that season one was, I mean, like I said, I didn't know what to expect. So everything was just like, whoa, okay, that's pretty, that's so cool. Like all the characters, like the character development, like the chemistry of even the cast was just so well done. Where like even Klaus, where I'm like going, God, that that freaking deadbeat. He's such a deadbeat. But I'm like going, you know what? He's you know, I I can still find myself like rooting for him or like going, okay, you know, he's got that troubled uh you know past, and his power is not really a uh you know a gift. It's more like uh, he sees it more of a curse and the backstory of uh, how they lost one of their own. I mean, yeah. I could say spoiler alert, but I mean it's season. We're talking about season two, so. Season one, if you haven't watched season one, then you guys shouldn't even listen to this episode. So yeah. I can talk about season one all I want, people. Um, yeah, you know, so 
uh, when we last left them, though, um, they were all having a face-off with their their sister Vanya at the auditorium, and they were able to defuse a situation. Unfortunately, though, before the, that, she was able to shoot like that power beam right into the moon. And I, I believe that's what it was. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, and it was, uh, again, first of all, I didn't see any of that coming, right? Like when I mentioned like Dark Phoenix, like it's because she's, she's you know, Vanya is more powerful than they realize. And she, you know, in the sense is the protagonist. And then like the way that the world finally comes to an end because they keep hinting at the end of the world and you think it's one way and it's another. And then when they, you know, her her burst of power, energy, hits the moon and then you just see it like crumble you know thanos style um like <laughs> diving into the earth that was the other thing about the show is like the um the graphics the fx are really good like it's a really well produced and real uh well made um uh netflix show um so yeah that you know when that happened i again i, I didn't expect that i didn't expect her to be the bad guy i didn't expect how it would end so it was all so refreshing and and new and 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 then it adds that comedy to it too, like, like you said, Klaus. Like you want to hate him, but you've got to cheer for him. And 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 a lot of the other characters are really well cast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have number one, who's just like, uh, you know, kind of a daddy's boy, and he's always wanting to please uh, Reginald. He's, and he's Cyclops, right? Yes, like he's he's, yeah. he's the, the the straight and narrow and like the the one that that that's always the rule follower, you know. And the one that like the number one pupil, right? That's exactly what what he is to to uh, to I was gonna say Professor X to to Hargreaves. And then, well, now that you say that, then I'm thinking Allison would be his gene, right? Allison's gene, you know, Diego's Wolverine. Um, wow, you know, know, I you actually look you look, you went more deeper into it. I I just thought more on the. The, the kind of like family dynamic of it all where you went actually with more character comparisons and i'm like oh yeah you know what you are exactly right so i mean yeah diego being wolverine it's right oh man a loose cannon he's a loose yeah he, especially in this season right with yeah. his look that they gave him um but yeah he, oh yeah yeah that's right yeah, the, right the whole time you uh in that season one you're like okay the end of the world is going to happen and you think that they were able to uh you know Finish, finish off, like, you know, make sure it doesn't happen. But yet, no, it still ends up happening. And you're, like, wondering, like, well, yeah, when he shot that moonburst, you're going, what the, how did that happen? Like, okay, uh, how are you guys going to reset this one? And then you leave off where Five, who, off the bat right now, I'm going to say that, uh, that actor, I believe his name is Aiden Gallagher, um, who plays Five. By far, he's, he's, my fav- he's my favorite of the show. Like, he's a... Yeah, uh, Runaway favorite. I mean, for such a young actor, he makes it so believable that he is an old man trapped in a young boy's body who's also lived this horrific life for 45 years. You know, it, that is not an easy role to play for someone who, I don't know how old he is, but he's, you know, probably in his later teens. But when season one came out, I want to say he was maybe mid-teens. Um, even mm-hmm. though he he probably plays like a he's supposed to be like thirteen in the on the show, but it, it, just his mannerisms, the way he speaks, he you be, it's very believable that he is who he is, and I don't think that's an easy feat for anyone, like even a um, you know a veteran actor to do. Yeah, he really he really he really put, knocks it out of the park. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, so then uh, five 
teleports his family out uh out of out of out of existence so you don't know that's how season one left you with the big cliffhanger you're you're seeing the moon being thrusted right towards the uh the earth and you're like okay uh so what i guess they're gonna have to go back in time they're gonna go back in time obviously in the books i as soon as that it ended i went i went online already i started like kind of looking like i need to know what happened actually in the books like spoil it for me i don't care and there are some comparisons to to what's on screen and two of the books obviously there's the source material but they do go off a little cu- uh, off cuff and the uh, season two it picks up where see a uh, book number two is right they said it's but it's a combination of book two and the ending of book one still i think i think there's kind of like a game of thrones situation where some of the books uh were are, are actually um combined to make actually a full season and things like that so uh yeah we get flash forward or flashback because now the Hargraves family is now talking about season two. They are thrusted back into the sixties because of our good old friend, uh, five. And do we actually even get a, we don't, none of them have names, right? Or I mean, they do have names. Yeah. But we don't but five ever hear his. Is, yeah. I think five is just, they never reveal his real name or if they, he ever cared to, um, you know, share his real name, but everyone else does have a name, right? right. Ben, Klaus, Allison, uh, Diego, yeah. Diego Luther. Yeah. So five is, I think five is just five, or at least to the audience right now, if he has a, a real name. Maybe that's why I think he's so much cooler because he's got a cool, he's got a cool name. He says he's got a number. He's like, he's like the prince yeah. of, of the team. Like, what's your name? Like, that's ah, just five. Five? Yeah. Hmm. Hey. Um, so he, he, he takes his family back into the sixties and, you know, the, unfortunately it doesn't go all, all as planned, right? They're all sprinkled out. First, first episode, you see them being thrusted into different parts of the sixties. And I think they are all within about a three year span starting from 1961, I believe. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, every other year, so they're being dropped off. Oh, here we go. 1963 is when five arrives and everyone arrives from starting 61. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's so, it, it's kind of like, um, how I see it. Like when the walking dead, when they, when I used to watch it, where they would separate the group. Right. And then they have to try and find each other. I thought this was a very creative way of splitting the group. And obviously it's, it's in the books too, but I mean, like for me as a viewer seeing this, it was a very creative way of like, okay, so this is how we're going to take the adventures this time they're not going to be all together. They're all going to be separated, and it's not going to be like oh, they were sprinkled out in just like different locations, it's like different times too. So I think I forget who was first, but yeah, you, you see, I think it was Luther lands first, and he's like kind of look. Oh yeah, because I think it goes in order of uh, kind of an order. Their of everyone, yeah, the numbers, and they're just like looking around for their siblings, and they they don't know where they are, and they're like, uh, then they have to kind of start a life uh, of their own in the in this time. Because like, all right, well, it's the '60s, and I'm gonna have to, um, you know, learn to live live in the '60s until I find I can, I can reunite with my family or I could find find something. And let me just say right off the bat, though, too, what I love about this series and what Netflix and you said it right, they did a great job with special effects. They spent the money on the score. They had a oh. great soundtrack. Yeah, I, I remember. I, I never got around to it, 
but there there was like a YouTube video that um or you know what I think it might be on Netflix where it's like you know how after all the Walking Dead they had the Talking Dead and yes. um, so they, they I guess they had a show on on uh, Netflix I, I never watched it but um they they talk about each episode with the creators um and they talk about how the music is a is like a big part of like how they choose the music for each fight scene which is such a good like creative like I don't know outlet for the show like i look forward to each of those fight scenes because i i'm i, I want to know like what song they're gonna play and it always like it's always a great song even if you don't know the song it just goes so well right it's not some soundcloud kind of like old guardish type deal right where <laughs> the old like, guard. oh. <laughs> that's, that's where i'm like that's where i was alluding to right going oh man our old guard another comic book you know property that was that netflix bought and then you know it was a movie unfortunately not a show but you guys could have spent the money on a good soundtrack and good, you know, uh, it would have been great. And the movement would have been exponentially better in my books. But I mean, yeah, you're right. It sets the tone for every scene uh, that comes up or like even fight uh, fight scene or anything, especially yeah, when it's the fight scenes and you're just like, going, oh my God, like, especially when they're like, this was a throwback uh, kind of a, a story arc where they're in the 60s. So a lot of those songs you're hearing are songs from the 60s you know things that may say a little bit sprinkled in the 70s and stuff but it's just like oh man props props to netflix and like spending the money to get those uh licenses for the songs to you know <laughs> to be played throughout throughout the season um so what we're seeing here is we'll just go talk about each character and where they actually end up um so luther ends up being a kind of like um a henchman to Jack Ruby, who yeah, like he's a bouncer right? of some sort. Yeah, like yes. the mu- literally the muscle for um for a gangster. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then we all uh, everyone knows that Jack Ruby was there were connections to him in the Kennedy assassination. Uh, uh, back... Was there? Oh, that uh-huh. was that's a real that's a real character. I mean, a, a real, real character. That's a, <laughs> that, a real that's thing? a real person based on a real person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. That's that shows yeah. you how much I know about history. But aren't you aren't you an educator? <laughs> I don't specialize in history. <laughs> my my, my, my um, history is U.S. history before the Civil War, and then after that, it gets a little hazy. Yeah, um, I mean, he he was uh, in fact he was a, a nightclub nightclub owner, which he was, and he he fatally shot Lee Harvey Oswald. So, oh really? Yes. Oh wow! Didn't even pick and, that up. And, Completely over and me. I'm gonna. Go ahead. I'm leaving that one. And that's one to learn on, right? Or what's one to know? Whatever <laughs> that NBC uh, thing was. The more you know. There you go. The more you know. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, yeah. So yeah. So he becomes a henchman to Jack Ruby. Um, to. Uh, no, we, we, no Diego. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, Diego, who is number two. Uh, he he's sprinkled. He he becomes like uh, obsessed with. Now he finds out he's in the sixties, and his story arc is like, oh my god, it's the sixties. I know I know where we are. I know at the time. I know where I'm located. I can be a I can be the hero. I can stop you know the JFK assassination. Like, and he becomes mm-hmm. so wrapped up in it that he becomes, uh, he gets thrown in a loony bin because everyone's like going, what are you talking about? No, no one's gonna kill JFK. Like going, he's the president of the United States. Like you're just 
you're you're bad. You're a crazy man. So we're gonna throw you in an asylum. Um, Allison is number three, right? I'm assuming. I, I yeah. forget the numbers, but Allison, she is still kind of healing from her, uh, you know, encounter with Vanya in season one, where her uh, vocal cords were sliced. Uh, but then she seems to, and she, you know, set, kind of settles down with uh, with a, with another gentleman, and she was, she's kind of having, leading like a homemaker life uh, while also being a, an activist uh, during those during the times. And then yeah, you for have civil rights. Yeah, and then you have um, Klaus, Klaus and Ben. So those two are always attached to the hip. They. Um, they're, they're so great this season. I, I love the fact they how they just play off each other. Um, yeah. You have ben, uh, Klaus becoming uh, <laughs> he becomes a uh, uh, what do you call leader? You like? Yes, thank you, thank you. That's what it was. And he became on on accident. The whole thing that he since he can see the dead, right? He just basically used that as like, oh well, I'm just gonna go and pray on the weak minded and just like. That's me. I'm the holy man. Like you pray, uh, praise me. I'll, I'll tell you everything you need to know. Just he becomes an ultimate evangelist, right? Yeah. The best was that he used uh, lyrics from songs to be like catchphrases. <laughs> yes, right? right, right. And then um, what was he was cult was uh, known as the Destiny's Children, right? That's what they were doing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's right. So. He, he was such he was such a biter. He he would he would just basically like, well, no one's gonna know these things. I'm just gonna go ahead and you know repeat these lines. Yeah. Oh man, just so just good. keep on trucking, man. Just keep on trucking. You know. Or what was it? I think he even did a TLC. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't go, go chasing, chasing waterfall. waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. So uh, so those and two they all think the- he's just like this. They all just think like he's this wise, like profound. Yeah, it's so good, so good. He's a prophet messiah. Like, oh, please. Oh, I forget what they called him, but he was like, oh, and and they kept on doing like the whole hand motion of like the high and by. Like they, they wrote, yeah, uh, the high and by in their hands. So they that was, that was like, oh, oh, don't look at you know. Oh man, it was it was so great. Um, and then Vanya, she gets tossed into. Uh, in the middle of the street, and she gets like Marty McFly. She gets hit by a car, and then she just gets like you know amnesia. And this woman and her child basically like take her in, and she's like, they, they feel guilty. Like, oh, we're just gonna, you know, you know, we're not gonna report this to the police. We're not gonna report this to anyone. Like, we'll uh, we'll make you feel better, and uh, we'll help you get back on your feet, whoever you are. And uh, yeah, so Vanya was didn't know who she was. She was kind of clueless throughout this time. And then you have five who jumps into 1963, and it's not the 1963 that anyone else would have known in their in the books. He he comes into it like again, like season one where he sees an apocalypse happening. He sees his family mm-hmm. um, going to battle with the U.S. Uh, Army, and we have a nice callback and uh, of Hazel. Is his name Hazel or is it Cha Cha? Yes, Hazel. Cha Cha, I think, was a uh, Mary G. Blige. There you go. Yeah. And so we have a uh, uh, Hazel come back and tell him like, "Hey, this this needs to happen. Like things uh, things went wrong. You need to get, you know set things right again." And you know, five is like, "I need you need to tell me what to do. Like this is, you know, like how how do we, how how do we get to this this point again?" And and so, there you go. We're back to kind of like rehashing that storyline of okay, the world is going to end in X amount of days. 
and we have a, we're on a time yeah. time schedule here to, to try and find out how we can not have the world end. So that's that's what we're basically season one, you know, takes you. So everyone's separated. Oh, season two, everyone's separated in their own like their own lives now in the sixties, and five is now just trying to uh, bring uh, bring back his family together. So there was another character that's reoccurring uh, from season one was the handler. I uh-huh. that, that was so crazy. The fact that she was still alive. Yeah. I, I I I could have swore like well they did a flashback and they they showed her getting shot in the head and I was like going okay yeah she's she should be dead, but then they you know they were able to uh, explain how she had a a plate in her head from a previous mission, right, and which basically blocked the bullet. Is that what it was? Yeah, or so I I mean, however which way she survived, I thought she got the metal plate after because of the bullet, but whatever. It, it, I guess you know the point is that she survived. Which I, I like that actress. I like her character, but I was more interested in um, the the fish, uh, her boss. Yes. In, in the, yes. I was. I was. I found his character more compelling, and I wish they had done a little bit more with him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not not again. No hate on her character or anything. Not no hate on the handler. I think she's a she's a really good villain, um, but I, I, I it piqued my interest, and and I feel like it, it went. Um, like I, 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 it didn't quench my thirst for for that that character. I, I want to say AJ was his name or the fish. Um, yeah, it, it, it was just it's just a, it's just a cool character design. I mean, you're a you're a fish in a bowl on top of a body, and you're just like, what the hell? Like, what's your deal? You know, and you want to know more. Yeah. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. No, that was. Well, the funny thing was, before I started watching uh, season two, I did see like screenshots of of said fishman AJ, right, right, the fishbowl android, and I was like, oh, and I thought to myself, like, oh shoot, like that's gonna be the that's gonna be the baddie this season, and, I, and to to what you said, like going, oh, he's so cool, like yeah, he's a, he's a goldfish that's in a robot. Like, it kind of reminded me of a remember the tick. He reminded me of a villain from the tick. That's exactly who I like. Like the the characters that they come up with, like are super bonkers, right? Like, I mean, season one, you got a talking monkey, right? Who's your butler? Um, but it's like it's such a crazy universe that they still made like, I mean, I wouldn't say believable, but made really engaging. Um, and, and you want to know more about, but but what what's going on here? Um, but yeah, it's it. That's 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 what it reminded too with the tick. I can't remember who the character was on the tick, but yeah, just fishbowl guy. It was a uh, chairhead Chippendale. <laughs> there you go. He wanted to write his name on the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the chair. Yeah. Uh, or if you remember from uh, Earthworm Jim, that was another. There was a villain that was actually a. That's I think that maybe you're also thinking about right. Yeah. There we go. That's another thing. Gosh, good pulls. Um, Earthworm yeah. Jim was a great game. <laughs> I that's what I thought. Like like you said, I thought like, oh, cool, this is gonna be a cool villain, you know, a nice design and everything. And I felt like, oh, they wasted an opportunity. But I guess that's like how it was in the maybe the books. So I'm yeah. not sure. But I'm yeah, it does want me pining like, oh, I want to know more of a backstory on him. So hopefully season three will uh let us know that. Oh, did we spoil season two's ending by saying there may be a season three? I don't know. Spoiler alert everyone. We'll just 
throw it out there. Um, so new character of it was AJ the fish, and another new character was Lila. Um, okay. Who um, was a fellow um, patient at the asylum with uh, Diego, who we later on there's a twist we find uh we'll, we'll, we'll go on about her character uh, arc in the season uh, later on, but uh, she yeah, she is uh, Diego's love interest at the uh, uh, asylum, and then kind of uh, yeah she's you will find out more about her, and then while more in the villains we find uh. The Swede, was it the, the Swedes? The Swedish? What were they? Yeah. Were they called the Swedes? I yeah. And, I mean, I, that's what I can think of them as. Yeah. The well, it was funny because like every time I thought of Swedes, I thought like, oh, the the, the gummy fish, the Swedish <laughs> fish. So yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, oh, Swedes. So they they were sent back to stop five, and and the family, uh, well, because of once again the handler is now back in. Uh, back to being a oh no she's not even the boss it's AJ so yeah the handler's back uh is back uh, from the dead but she doesn't get her job back AJ it resumes uh the position of like CEO or whatever like the leader of the the company and uh what is her name the handler doesn't like it because obviously she's a power trip and she likes always being in control so she sends back the Swedes to go and hunt down five and the family and you know. Because she obviously she has a big hard on for five, since mm. you know he's ruined her life, uh, and so you have you have these three pasty face <laughs> dudes hunting down the the Hargraves, and it, it was just so it was kind of like I don't know how to take those characters. Like, were they formidable for you? Were they like how did you feel about those villains? So yeah, it's funny you bring that up because I, 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 there's very there's very little I don't like. And then again, maybe I'm not saying I don't like that. I didn't find as interesting um, mm-hmm. about the season than uh, season one. And one of them was the Swedes. I just um, they just felt very generic. Um, they looked scary, but nothing ever in the show made them seem to be um, any more um, dangerous than any other agent in the company. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah they're just kind of like they're just kind of freaky looking. Um I, I, I thought Chaka and Hazel set, right? were a lot more compelling in season one. They didn't have a power set, right? They were just like kind of like like muscle and like they were good with guns and stuff. Like they were assassins. Yeah, and and see, I, I guess that's maybe what I kept waiting for because I thought like they're not just going to introduce these like really. I mean, they were kind of like cool looking in the sense that they were very foreboding and and you kind of wanted to like. I don't know, like get their backstory, I guess, a little bit too. So I, I, I assume that they had a better, like a, um, a power set um, or skill that you probably weren't aware of. And, you know, they were waiting for the right time to display that. Um, but it turns out they're kind of just like regular human assassins. Um, and, and I feel like, again, spoilers, th- their demise in, in some of these um, was were not too clever, I guess, or were not really... I felt like they were more lacking if you're trying to build them as a, um, as someone that's going to go into the seven, um, you know, kids with, with powers, actual powers, you, you would send someone more with, um, uh, more skills. Yeah. It's kind of like sending, uh, someone who can climb, uh, and, uh scale anything to go kill Superman. That's how I felt <laughs> like, like, the... <laughs> nice shout out to you. yeah, I was going to say, what are, what are you talking about? I have no idea. 
who, who, who would send someone that's good at tying ropes to kill a, you know, a demigod? I know. So stupid. Um, and then another uh, character that we're introduced to in this uh, that's new is Elliot, who I felt so bad for that guy. So he was the man who um, he basically was as as all the Hargraves are being kind of jettisoned in this one alleyway uh, in the uh, in that first episode. You're seeing this camera start taking photos uh, of their arrivals, and when Five gets there, he he notices he notices it, and so he ends up you know tracking down, uh, finding out that this guy Elliot, you know, is kind of like a conspiracy theorist kind of guy. Like, oh my god, like, are you an alien? I've seen that that alleyway for the last three years. Activity, you know, always ha- uh, you know happens, and I've caught you know I've caught these photos. Like, oh, you got to tell me and. I felt like his character was so like uh, innocent and charming mm-hmm. where, you know, we're going to say, I mean, spoiler, obviously this is a spoiler heavy episode when he met his demise to the, the Swedes. Uh, I felt so, I, I was like, like, no man, not him. Like don't take Elliot away. He was like the fact that he had those, uh, those jello molds that he was feeding oh, uh- him. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say that. I was like, the man just wanted to make Jello. Jeez, <laughs> he, he wanted to feed. He wanted to feed you guys. He housed you. Like, uh, like it was so. It was that was like a disheartening thing of like, oh, that sucks. Like, why did you have to go and you know like kill him off? Once again, I get it. It's probably in the books and whatever. But it's like, and it gives it gives something the the heroes to kind of rally around. Right? You needed yeah. their. If I was gonna say in Marvel terms, you needed their Phil, Phil Coulson. You need you need yeah. them to round around someone. So uh, instead of a bloody uh, bloody Captain America cards, you see his bloody teeth all spread up around uh, the place. Uh, um, so those are our three new characters. So we have our our returning cast and our three new characters, and we actually have uh, uh, a character that we actually go kind of go deeper into. So we go in deeper into uh, Reginald Hargraves because we're now in the sixties. Yes, we, we know a little bit more about the founding founding father of the Umbrella Academy, in which, I mean, I know we we're not going on a like kind of linear timeline on how we're reviewing the season, but how did you how did you feel when you first saw him and his interaction with Diego, like when they were uh, kind of like oh. when Diego was sneaking around uh, in the Umbrella Academy um, or Umbrella Cor- uh, Corporation uh, building. Yeah, um, you know what? Like, even in season one, I knew something was kind of up with him, right? Like they they, they hinted at it. Um, he wasn't just some eccentric billionaire. Yeah, obviously he didn't. He he raised them, but he he seemed like he didn't really care for the kids, or at least only raised them to be soldiers, right? Not as yeah. children. Um, and then there was like flashbacks to, um, like he was. Um, like even though he was an old man, he seems to be a lot older than he really was in season one. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the, there was that scene where like he was getting off a boat and when he, when he first opens an, an umbrella factory and it looked like in the 1800s or something like that. And then there was another scene where it almost seemed like there were like spaceships and glowing dust or something um, yeah. in one of the scenes with the wife. Um, and so I always felt like that there was something more to him um, so it didn't necessarily surprise me that that maybe he had some sort of power set himself. Um, 
some of the other reveals though did. So I, I was glad to get to know more about him. What about you? So when I saw him, when he went, you know, mano a mano with Diego, I was like, and, and like you said, like, like, oh, he's an older man, but maybe not old. Like, yeah, right. And then seeing how spry he was, I was like going, what the f-? Even Diego was taken back, like, what the fuck, old man? Like, where did you get <laughs> learn this move? Like, it was it was funny seeing Diego's face this season. Yeah. I was, like, Diego's facial expressions to how, how astonished he was and how... And how how uh, there are times when he was he felt like he was the he was actually the crazy man in the room where he was like no I'm gonna ki- I'm gonna kill I'm gonna kill Lee Hardy uh, uh, Lee Hardy Oswald you don't understand like going Diego you take a step back you stop and he's just like that with that frizzy you know that frantic ass hair hairstyle yeah um, so yeah for seeing him you know you know go mano mano against his dad and then his dad straight up stabbing stabbing him that made me go ooh yeah that's thing like. Like twist, and where I was like, "Oh, like, are you gonna kill Diego?" I was like, "Oh no, I hope not." Which obviously they, they don't. But um, hey, yeah, it's cool that you we find out that Reginald had uh, ties to like more of a kind of an underground, like Hellfire Club type deal, right? There was a, uh, I don't think we even get a name for this uh, for them, right? Let's just call it the Hellfire Club. Yeah, we'll I call like the that. Hellfire Club, right? The Inner Circle. Yeah, the inner circle that's basically kind of pulling strings to make sure things happen. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in his story arc, fast forward, like after the whole thing with uh, the JFK assassination uh, plot, uh, he goes back to that inner circle and he he tells like, no, I'm done. I don't want I don't want to work with you guys anymore. And he's straight up, you know, like, no, you're going to do what we tell you to do and whatever. And then the the big reveal of like, you see him take off that like looks to be a rubber mask, and like, oh shoot! And then you hear like everyone screaming. You don't. See, it goes off uh, off camera. Yeah. And you hear people screaming, and like obviously you hear like kind of like it seems like someone's eating someone. And you're like, oh shit! Like he's an alien. Like, and to what you're saying, like I mean, that makes sense because there were spaceships and stuff in the beginning, so mm-hmm. he was an alien. He never aged, so like he was just some guy that. Uh, was incognito, and then he sent uh, one on the on the moon, right? Right, and right. In this season, he had a uh, he had a lot of like uh, throw uh, callbacks to his fascination with the moon and the and the and the dark right. side of it. So you're like, going, oh, is his species living on the moon? And he landed on Earth and things like that. So we'll find out probably in season three. But I did enjoy uh, enjoy knowing more about Reginald. Uh, we won't fast forward to the end end uh, yet though with uh, with uh, with Reginald, but so far that was his his story arc for this season. So now you you had said that you kind of after season one you read a little bit ahead and and kind of just l- you know looked at some of the other um, books and the stories to come. So that wasn't revealed in any of the stuff that you read, or no, was that my, my, I don't remember it. I just remember gotcha. uh, them saying that it was going to be taking place in the sixties during the JFK, uh, you know, uh, event. So that was like, that was like the thing that stuck out of my mind. And I don't, rem- if I do remember it, I'm glad I didn't remember it. Okay. So that I'm, I'm glad I didn't remember that. So, um, it was still a pleasant, a pleasant surprise. Um, so yeah, we are, we are, we are, you know, trying to stop the end of the world. Uh, and five is trying to get his family back together with while still trying to avoid the handler 
and her Swedes and everything like that. And they're all thinking like, okay, we, I'm going to get my family back together. And it was, it was nice to see that they didn't drag it on for too long where they had, they went like five or six episodes when they, before they finally all like, you know, met up. It was, yeah, I yeah. Think they did it rather, rather fast within like the second or maybe third episode. Everyone had at least connected with at least one of the other siblings. And uh, I like how everyone was able to tie in everything where I, I felt like Allison's character was, she took a step back this season and I, I'm not sure if it's just because her, her traumatic experience in season one, where she's like, didn't want to use her, her power set of like rumor has it, um, you know, power. And she was just basically was, was okay with like, no, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to live the, I'm going to live here. I live my life out in their sixties. I'm going to be an activist. I'm going to be, uh, I'm married to uh, this man, Ray. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to fight the good fight. And, <laughs> seeing seeing when Luther obviously he has like this well I mean that's not incest but you know he has this you know crush over Allison and mm-hmm. the fact that when he finds out that she's still alive and he tries to go go uh, you know visit her I have to say I think one Luther right he took more of a comedic role this this season like he wasn't this you see him as this big brooding like kind of like uh like ape man right he's the right. muscle you say but seeing him like this season go into like oh this guy's nothing but a big teddy bear yeah you see, he, you see him pining over allison and then he he goes into these these uh he's like not depression like these moments of like i'm gonna go and just stuff my face yeah. uh, food and and you know wallow my own you know sadness <laughs> yeah i found that to be like actually like very comedic to me yeah, the drinking binges and and just kind of like, um, yeah, how how he uh, how he expresses his depression or like his sadness of whatever. It, 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 he does do a lot. He's he's not so much the cyclops role, I guess. He's not always the straight and arrow guy in this in this season. They give him a little bit more to chew on. I like that too. Yeah, <laughs> but it was just so funny. Oh, and and the fact that he 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 moved on. It's like everyone kind of moved on from the family because. They don't know when they're going to see each other, and even when five, you know, sees them, is like, hey, like I need you. Like we're going to get the family back together. We need to, you know, the world's going to end again. And he's like, going, what? That's you said last time, and it still happened. Like get away from me. Like I'm, I'm Mister Ruby's muscle. Like get out of here. You're going to, you're going to get us in trouble. So like he seemed content where he was at, at too. But his, his character arc this season, where he, I felt like it was just so comedic, where. <sighs> Would you like some chocolates? Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you mentioned it. He went on another one of those. He had like one of the memorable, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, what is it? Montage scenes again. Where Remember in season one where he took ecstasy and he was at that rave? Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. In this season, he, uh, he, him and Elliot basically uh, get hopped up on the laughing gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the nitrous. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, that's that's that, that I felt I felt like going yes, yeah. thank you for bring, bringing back that that kind of a scene again because when you see him uninhibited and he's just like say you know what I was my dad sent me to the moon, I don't think yeah. he loved me, <laughs> and it was just like all <laughs> laughing about it. It just it was just it was just so it was just, it was so like well written and 
the actor who uh, portrays uh, Luthor is just he. I think he hit hit it spot on for like he's a conflicted uh, pleaser, right? He's like a, a daddy's boy, or a, he's like the parents' favorite. Where like going, I, I I always I always want to please them. Like whatever they tell me what to do, like I'll I'll do it. I'll live on the goddamn moon for how many years and collect data for nothing. Like I was doing it for nothing for those past years, and the fact that he had like these uh, daddy issues. And they, yeah. they they get run out in this season. It's it's pretty it's pretty funny. Yeah, I almost feel like he he was taught like those are like like weak emotions, and so he was like he always tries to like hide it within his like tough exterior, and then when it comes out, like it all comes out, you know. Especially like with his feelings for Allison, and and um and then you know like however when he gets sad or, and it just comes out in a binge eating or you know taking drugs or whatever. Well, speaking of drugs, let's move on to the other character in this season, Klaus. Right? That guy. I I mean, he was trying to be on the straight and arrow. He kind of, I guess, if you're trying, you know, being this cult uh, uh you know, fo- uh, you know, fake ass uh, messiah. Uh but, but he his character arc is that he tried to stay clean. And he actually I, I feel like he took a little bit of a backseat because they actually gave Ben more of the more screen time this year, which I was very pleased because in season one, you kind of don't get really too much about him. And he's just there in the background for like like little things. I I don't remember anything too much about Ben until the last episode when he, when he unleashes himself, right? Yeah. He he kind of like comes to, uh, comes to form and helps help the family. But then this season, I'm like going, what's like, what's going on here? Like, like Klaus is, you know, being Klaus and Ben actually, you know, steps up and which I, I feel like, going, great. Like, let's see more about him. And which I was then saddened to see like his demise, you know, spoiler fast forward. We're not going, you know, when he has to kind of uh, bring Vanya back down uh, from going full, full Vanya again. Yeah. And, I felt that was like such a kind of like a heartwarming moment because he actually never did get his proper send off with the family when he did die, whenever he died in season one, mm-hmm. uh, because we never, we actually never do get like a full story. Right. We just, every year they grieve on this, on the same day uh, for their fallen uh, sibling. And um, that you see him, you know, have this moment with Vanya who, you know, you feel for her too, because she's like an outcast for this out of the family and oh she feels like it and then she's he he you know turns to her and says like going Vanya please you know like you got to calm down you need to bring you know just you know bring it like center yourself you're 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 good you're you're gonna go full Vanya again and she's just like I'm so scared I don't want to you know I, I don't know why I'm doing this and for him to like diffuse the situation and then for him to kind of like self-sacrifice himself ah that was such a gut yeah. punch where I was like, why? Uh, yeah, they definitely gave him a huge story arc here. And right? um, it was it was good. It was good to see him do something that wasn't just background noise. Yeah. It, and they introduced uh, a kind of a new power set for him, right? Or not, it wasn't a power set, but it introduced something new with him that he can actually uh, possess, possess the bodies. He could go full on Patrick Swayze uh, yeah. someone and jump into the bodies in which I thought 
I thought the the fact that Klaus or the actor that plays uh, Klaus, um, I'm forgetting his name. I don't have the names here of everyone, unfortunately. Uh, let me see what his name is. Klaus, Klaus, Klaus. Is that Robert, Robert Sheehan? Sheehan? Yeah. Yeah. His his acting of being able to be Klaus and then now embody Ben, who is played by uh, Justin Min. So the fact that he could switch gears and be like this eccentric kind of like drug guy, you know, alcoholic and just be really out, out there to kind of like, oh, okay, I have to mimic how Ben would be acting uh, in this, in the, in these situations. And I thought to myself, wow, that guy had like, he had a pretty good wide range, kind of like oh, yeah. um, how uh, uh, the actor Aiden Gallagher of Five, how he can, you know, uh, portray a 40 year old man stuck in a 13 year old or, you know, teenager's body. I felt like, yeah, Robert Sheehan was able to take like, oh, how would Klaus's character now be able to be embodied by Ben's character and and really make you feel like, okay, that's actually Ben that's in Klaus's body, not just like it was it was it was really well done where he portrayed that that whole possession. Um Yeah, he's definitely like my second favorite, um, both like character and like actor for the show. Like even when Ben um, isn't possessing him and he just has to talk when Ben's around. He does a real good job of of acting like, you know, he's there, but then also not like not letting the the rest of the cast know that he's talking to someone else, you know? So it, yeah. it's really well done. And, and he, he does it in such a manner where you're like, he has to portray like, okay, I, I can't be like the crazy man in the room. Yeah. But still pull off the fact that he's such a snarky, sarcastic, kind of like a, you know, very uh, quick-witted uh, individual too because some of his, you know, comebacks sometimes are just like, oh, what did you just say? Like, wow, that's, like, like well, like you said earlier too, like the guy over here is talking about don't go chasing waterfalls. Like going, he, the lines that, he, that he's given, I'm going, like he, he can't, he can't, you know, you know say them you know any better they're they're yeah. just so well, well spoken um and then we move on to uh vanya who is now on this farm right uh i know we said that she later on uh, rediscovers her power set uh later on but before that she has this amnesia and she's being brought up by this kind of typical 60s family um except for the fact that she there's this uh young boy that uh, is on the, I believe he's on the spectrum ish. Yeah, he seems like he's probably autistic. And, and at that time, they, you know, they, they don't have a name for it. They don't really have anything, I think, you know, to really call it. So they just, you know, like he's the, um, I don't want to, I mean, the retard in the family. Yeah. yeah. You know, and um, it, that's kind of like a hidden away secret, but also like they, they, they're trying to care for him as best as they can. Yeah, because right, back in the sixties, you, you don't diagnose things like that. And the, yeah. and the dad, the dad didn't even seem like he just sounded like he's going, "Oh, we'll just we'll just get it out, of this boy. Don't worry, boy. We we got you know this is we, you'll work your, you'll work these things out." You know, like he was like kind of like, they were all like back in the city, you know, they're all in denial that there may be some sort of like you know def- deficiency, like something that's obviously not you know quote unquote normal, right? Uh, so yeah, she's with this family. And then her character arc this season, I felt it was weird when she went like full like, oh, you've become a, you know, a, a lady caller. Well, not lady caller, but she's like, you know, like a real, uh, 
lady lady killer she she swoons <laughs> the mom of the household into like swing swinging on her team yeah it's it was a weird turn um with that character i i, I already kind of like picked up a hint that that's kind of where they're going early on um you know just like glances and looks they would give each other but i was really hoping not um because i mean wasn't she dating that guy in the first season the one that that tried to exploit her too um yeah, but he's that they thought yeah but i mean then i was like that it made me kind of think i was like so like she was dating this guy who you know she felt like she had really strong feelings for in the in season one and now like all of a sudden she's um you know like she's gay um but but she has amnesia right so like maybe I she doesn't guess, know right but it made, maybe she doesn't know she's straight <laughs> it was the arc that made me feel a little um that 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 it was harder for me to buy i guess of all the of all the arcs it was the one that i think felt um it was it, yeah it wasn't it wasn't my favorite of, of all the of all their um story arcs in the show yeah it was hard because at one point um we're going to flash uh, to a point where um, five makes a deal with the handler to uh, to like kind of like bring the family back to the original timeline, get them out of there. Like we don't want to be part of, you know, whatever may happen or may that may change uh, the world that he, you know, kind of got a glimpse of in the, in the first episode. He's like, all right, if I get us out of here, like then this won't happen. So this just, you know, let, let me get him out of here. So he makes a deal with the devil, right? Rule number yeah. one, don't deal with the devil. So he's just trying to, like, you know, get the family all together. Like, okay, we need to be back at this place at this time. So, um, when, when, uh, what's her name? Vanya is like told this, like, going, you got to leave. And the fact that she was so hard headed, no, I got to take Sissy and I got to take Harlan. I'm going, why? They're not your fan. They're not your responsibility. Stop. Like, yeah, that was, that was like difficult for me. And of course, everything gets fouled up because. You tell Sissy this, and Sissy is like, "Oh, uh, I, I love you, Vanya. Uh, yeah, I'll go with you, and just, I'll just write a note to her oh husband." Like, are you fucking? Are you fucking stupid? That that guy is such a chauvinist. You think he's gonna understand the fact that you're gonna run away with a with an uh, with another the woman? Help? Right. Yeah. Help? Yeah. yeah. And you're gonna take his boy? Like, no, and not not on my watch. And so when that whole thing happens, where she gets caught, and they get caught at the at the end of the road, and she says. And she just looks over at Vanya and says, I, I left a note. And she's like, I was like, oh, you see, Vanya, you stupid idiot. Like, oh, you make the worst judgment. Like, you know, you're the worst judge, judgment calls ever. Like, you, you didn't see that guy manipulating you in season one. Yeah. You, you didn't see that this woman is obviously still like torn between trying to live a normal, like, 60s family life to something more like modern we're like oh okay we'll be you know a same-sex uh, couple and we're gonna raise our uh you know a, a autistic child together like <laughs> that be that that's welcome now and you know nowadays but this woman doesn't know this woman doesn't know that i was just like oh my god that's what that's what was like that kind of drove me up the wall where vanya was too attached to this family where i'm going stop stop like you're only there for oh so long and even then she didn't even get her like memories back so she was i guess she could kind of make the point where well that's all she knew vince like she she had amnesia like all she ever knew was like this family who hit her but she probably doesn't even remember getting hit by them she thinks like oh they picked me up off the ground and they took me in <laughs> right and like, oh, they're such nice people they, they you know they they took me in their home uh you know 
Oh, sounds oh. like my. Uh, do you do you hear a little uh, howlage there? It sounds like uh, someone's playing a tiny violin for Vanya. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my dog's nice uh, cameo for them in this episode. Um. So yeah, we where where do we go now? Oh, so Diego is now uh, he's in the asylum. He escapes. He's after this, you know, on this mission with uh, you know, to take down Lee Harvey Oswald, and he has Lila with him, with a new character, who we we end up seeing. Like, did you feel that there was good? How did you feel about our character when she was introduced? Did you first impressions? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was like, okay, they're they're, they're bringing in like a like a regular person here to kind of like take part uh, in the annex. And actually, I didn't know how long she would be in the season, or if she was just like in, in, in the first couple episodes, because obviously they reveal something like early on. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, at the beginning, I was like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Like, she might be like just a throwaway character. Um, so I didn't hate her. I didn't. I, I didn't mind her, but I didn't uh, initially like grab on to or gravitate to that character. Yeah, I thought maybe she was just going to be just may, possibly uh, Diego's love interest. And maybe, yeah. but soon enough, there's the reveal where she heel turn. She's actually the handler's daughter. Well, not even real daughter, right? It's like kind of adopted daughter. Right. And she's been playing, uh, playing this whole thing the whole time where she's infiltrated the group. She's uh, telling her mother, like obviously feeding all the secrets or whatever, what the family's up to. And, and when I saw that, saw that I was like, okay, that's, I guess the heel turn, like, okay, that's fine. I, I, I didn't have any real, like, attachment to her anyways. But I felt like Diego was such... As much as I loved him, there, there was a part of him where he took a step back or going, you idiot! You, you're letting your emotions take the best, you know, get the best of you. Like, when he sees his mom yeah. at, the, at that uh, meeting uh, or that, that, that the dinner at the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. He sees mom. He's like, oh my god, and he goes up to her and she's like, oh, do I know you? And he's like, oh, no, you just remind me of someone. And then the fact going, Diego, is it the sixties? You're obviously, you know, look like you're a minority. Stop staring at a white woman like that because someone may see, you know, mistake that and want to kill you. You're in Texas too, like guy, like knock it off. And yeah, the fact that he was so hung up on that, and then he couldn't like uh, separate himself from like liking lila as much as he said he didn't really like her or whatever like yeah he was he was like no no like maybe she could be redeemed she can you know whatever I'm going you are an idiot like fuck like not as much as vanya irritated me with her with her ways uh this season but it was it was just like uh oh, god like i can't i can't with you diego if you keep on getting uh you know getting trapped in your feels okay, get out of yeah. it um but yeah, so um, yeah, she t- goes heel turn, and then uh, I alluded to earlier five. He makes a deal with uh, with the handler, who you know he finds out like, oh, she, he was being tailed by um, by Lila. Still, there's no reveal that she was the daughter until later in the later uh, episodes. But he when she was it. when she was fighting, and she was not in just that scene, but also in the the scene in the in the uh that house with the swedes and stuff did you did you then kind of feel like oh there's something with her um, or did you think like oh she's just a crazy person that knows how to fight i i thought no i mean I, I i felt like there might be something more to her but i did not expect you know what the final reveal is towards the end 
of, of what her character could be. I just figured, like, obviously she's the, the handler's daughter. So, you know, she's had some special training or something. Yeah. Well, they, they, did, a, they did a little flashbacks, right? Yeah. So in that first that first fight scene where I was like, oh, she, she knows how to handle herself. Like, okay, got it. Like, she's, uh, you know, she can, you know, she can kick ass. And then when you, uh, there was that part when she goes head to head with five and she's, she ends up in one that kind of like there's like a ninja vanish move where she ends up like on the other side of the room. I was going, yeah, I think that's an interesting move. Like, how did you do that? Like, how how did you get over there? Like, I know you could be you know fight well, but how do you move from one place to another? Like, like, but because five's power set is like he could teleport, right? yeah. So how the how the hell are you able to move from one place to another when this guy's teleporting as well? So that kind of gave me like an, an inkling, like, like okay, there's something up with her. And... See, I again, and I was just about to ask you that. Like, then I just thought, oh, she's got like, you know, they're they're just they're just trying to make her seem more uh, formidable to the against the the team. Um, so, but I didn't again. I didn't think that it was anything more than skills she had learned um, being part of. Is it the commission? What are they called? Yeah. The company. I, yeah, the company. I think you're right. Maybe the commission. Yeah, the inner circle. Whatever we get in the Hellfire Club. The Hellfire Club. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, the Hellfire Club is 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 uh, Hargreaves's little. Oh, that's right. That's that's, that's right. Hard. Yeah. So the company. Um. Yeah. I, I just figured that she she just she's just really good at at her uh you know assassin uh, skills that she learned in the company. Yeah. So we. I mean, we'll we, we'll we'll go more on the revealing now. So. Um, five makes that deal. How awesome was that scene when five makes a deal with, with the handler and the handler says, I need for you to go back into the 19, 1982 in this hotel. And I need for you to kill, uh, the company's like, uh, board members. And he's like, can you do that? And you know, we will clean slate and I'll, I'll send you back home with a suitcase for you and your family. And he's like, that's all I have to do. Like, yep. Is it Okay. And he was a little conflicted, and you see it too when he's like, kind of pacing in the lobby of that uh that hotel. And he goes, he's in the vending machine. He starts shaking the shit out of it, like, going, oh God, I don't want to do this, but I have to do this, like for my family and for the better, you know, for the better better good, I guess. Uh, in hindsight, you know, it wasn't, but you know, from what he sees in front of him, like, like the deal is, I kill these people, I get I get my family back, and then we can avoid that whole mess that I saw. Perfect, right? Yeah. How friggin awesome was that scene though you forget that he's also a train killer and he has the you know when he goes off and he has to do something like he has the ability to be super hyper violent and that's exactly what that scene was and then again intermix it with the the soundtrack that was going on yes um and the way it's shot like it's just it's so good it's so good yeah no the whole i mean it was it was it was brutal but it wasn't like too like oh like too gory we're like ew like uh, i don't want to you know like it was it was like too much like no it was like just the right amount of gore and the fact that like, going damn this kid's just like because you're like going, this is a kid how yeah. are you letting this little teenager take you guys down he's like teleporting all over he's like wielding an axe and then he he ends up you know aj is the last one he has to try and get right? and he ends up getting aj and aj even kind of like knows it too he's like oh shit <laughs> you're here yeah. So he knows he he AJ knows like okay if that's if you're you're five you're the guy that the handler sent back 
to try and kill me because in the future I do something like they obviously all have like this kind of clairvoyant type uh, deal with them. Um, and we talk, we go flashback to AJ uh, real quick. Poor AJ, his demise, like he gets cut and then he's just being made into this kind of like a pet and he's being tortured yeah. by the handler. She just like puts in the fishbowl and I felt so, so bad for him. Like, Oh, we had so much more hope that you were going to be a, you know, a really cool baddie, but now you're just like relegated to being a common house pet. Yeah. And he's like trying to spell notes with the rocks the, at the bottom of his tank, you know, just, you know, like, I don't know if you feel bad for him or it's kind of like, like, I guess, cause you, I don't know, like, it's almost like, you know, he's a bad guy too, but you kind of don't want the handler to win because you feel like she's the bigger bad. Yeah. So seeing him like that and just diminished in that in that role after he was like this, you know, powerful guy, um, it's it's comedic too, you know. I think I'm gonna lean more like I feel sorry because the way that the CGI of his face, because you see it's like a fish oh, yeah. face. You see that he's like, he's, <laughs> Nico, look at this. He's like this. <laughs> yeah. Like you can see the like sheer terror in his eyes because she knows like, oh fuck, like. I don't have an Android body to kind of like stop this woman. Like at any moment she'll grab me and can throw me out of the, Oh yeah. Wait, he was actually out of the water for a minute. Like you could see him like struggling to breathe. I was like going, Oh, poor fish. Like I felt so bad for yeah. him. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. And then he met his demise because the handler was like going, Oh, she caught onto his tricks and she, she ate him. And I felt yeah. like, Oh, that was such a anticlimactic kind of like, Mm-mm. I, yeah I wish... again i hope i hope maybe that isn't the end of him but i was like that it was, it was very think she him out? yeah well i don't know maybe i don't know i mean this is a batshit crazy world that they build and you know you, i mean who knows who knows what he is is he a regular fish like how did he get to talk so it's true yeah that's right you're right maybe he's like uh like another kind of like a, a space alien like hargraves or, or whatever yeah. maybe hargraves is Right. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's the end of our friend AJ, the fish, but yeah, you do see the full display of how powerful actually five is and how kind of like, I mean, I don't want to say like, maybe he should be number one. Like, God, this guy is straight up like stone face killer. And, um, we flash forward to the fact that, you know, obviously Diego is still on his uh, mission to try and stop JFK's, uh, assassination, assassination. And, uh, Vanya is now caught by the FBI because she, when she gets uh, caught uh, with Sissy, uh, she uses her power power and she kind of exposes herself. So now the mm. FBI has, has her. Allison, Klaus, uh, uh, try and uh, oh, and Diego, I believe, right? They try and go after her. Uh, you're, oh, you're left- Diego gets taken to oh, that's the right. Com- yeah, because we're finding out uh, he finds out that with uh, everything. They're all supposed to uh, meet, and uh, and yeah. So Diego is now captured by the company because Lila, she's start, she, you know, she's love struck too. She thinks she could change uh, Diego and you know make him a good company man for the handler. Yeah. Um, but I, <laughs> I found it funny how when Luther and Five had to team up because Five is like, going, okay, I know how we're gonna stop this. I know what, what's gonna happen, like. I have to stop my older self. And then that whole exchange when he knows that 
I guess the five rules or the five things of when you know you are go- you're in the vicinity of your future self or past self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I, I forget uh, what they called it, but um, yeah, like there's sweating, there's itching, and then there's um, farting, <laughs> farting, which I thought was like okay, cheap laugh. Um, <laughs> but what was it like, psychotic breakdown or something? Whatever that was, the uh, oh, paranoia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something. yeah. So the last which, stage. Yeah, I gotta say that the five plays a better five, acting like a thirty. Aiden Gill, Gill Gallagher plays a better five act thirty-five-year-old acting it thirty-five-year-old man in a boy's body than that old man could act oh. as a as so, him a in a fully grown man. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. There's something. I, maybe it was just because I didn't know who that character was, and he wasn't there that long. But I didn't buy him as five. As like no, he didn't he, seem. Yeah, he didn't have the mannerisms. I, I think it's just I'm so used to seeing five being like this kind of like off the cuff kind of uh, man child, right? Yeah, yeah. Give me. I, I, he's, he's like an old soul. That's 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 what he is, right? Yeah. He's, give me a coffee, black. Yes. You know, it's just it's it's that. Um, so the whole thing that he's tangling with, with his future self. And then he's, then Luther's kind of, once again, his comedic uh, role this season, you're like going, oh man, he's, he's like stuck in the middle because now they're both fives, the future five and the past five is like going, or older five and young five is like, going, all right, we're going to, we're going to trap him. And we got, we, <laughs> we got to put an end to this. And he goes, Hey, what's that kid telling you? Like, he doesn't know anything, man. Like, oh, like we need to kill him. Like, you don't understand. Yeah. Like, look at him. Look at him right now. You just see like five kind of like twitching. Like he looks like some sort of like crackhead and stuff. So I found that whole exchange and Luther like having a little power struggle. Like, like oh, which five am I going to, like, you're both my brother. You're both five, but who am I going to listen to? That struggle that he has. I'm like going, fuck, Luther, I feel bad for you because you're already some sort of emotional wreck. And now you're being tossed into this like, choose, you got you to gotta kill him. Like, no, kill him. Like, like oh, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. But it's it's the little angel and the devil on your shoulder, right? And it's like, which one do you listen to? <laughs> right, right. Um, but I did find it really cool and interesting that they had that uh, callback to season one, where oh, I I, and I totally forgot about that—that that he was at the JFK assassination. Yes, that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about that until I saw the scene. I was like, oh yeah. So, yeah. They do good, good way of like wrapping a lot of these these like uh, loose threads. Well, yeah, and then you see like that uh, kind of like time portal open up, and then you see from mm-hmm. season one that that scene from season one where like oh the family's uh, you know grieving for Ben, and then that's how five is introduced back into into their lives. Mm-hmm. So then two, you're seeing like the other side of that portal, like oh that's what happened right before you know yeah. you get thrown back, you get tossed, or or was it? Now I'm kind of thinking, was it? Because he gave him the formula of how to go back in time without getting old, right? Or without turning young. Yes, yes, yes. Without, without, um, yeah, without, with saying the age that he actually is. Yeah. So, so, so technically then he goes back in that timeline as an old man then? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. But I still like that yeah. callback either way. Um, so yeah, so we are at the point where, uh, Vanya is now about to go Super Saiyan, uh, about yeah. to kill everyone. 
Uh, and then Ben meets his demise, unfortunately, like he said earlier. Uh, it was just, that was, yeah, so, so touching that he just says he wanted a hug. He just wanted one hug to touch yeah. someone one more time before he actually left. And then you see him like going through like pixie dust. I was like, no, Ben, please don't leave us. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was like a hard moment to uh, kind of swallow. Uh, especially when you finally were kind of get to know, know him more of a character. Like, like Oh, like I, okay. You know, I, I get it. You, like, you really do miss your siblings and you, and you, you, you know, being stuck in the background and being only talked to Klaus. Yeah, that does suck because I'm going, great. The one, the one sibling that I can talk to is the one I don't really care for, but he did care for him because he, he did uh, tell Vanya to tell Klaus, you know, you know, give him a message for him, which was, yeah. uh, what, what, what did he tell her to say though? Do you remember? I don't. Off the top of your head. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, um, was like a th- oh thank God. you or something like that. Yeah, it was something. It, it, oh, you know what? It was. Um, it had something to do with because it, it does a flashback where it shows that right after um, Ben's um, Ben's death, it's Klaus that awakens him and brings oh. him back. Right. Yes. And um, and so I mean that's a, like another little touching nod that they have. It they they, they really do a good. Um, uh, arc for ben you know they even give him a little love interest and then um you know so it shows that klaus is the one that brings him back and mm-hmm. prevents him from you know going to heaven right yeah, it has something yeah. to do like with um that he he was he didn't stay that it wasn't klaus's fault that he that prevented him from going to heaven mm-hmm. it was something like um that he was always scared to cross over that's right there you go right? it was something it, it like- yeah, they go. It's I can't not remember, your fault. I can't the words. Yes. It was like it's something to the to the point of like it wasn't your fault that I didn't you know I didn't go to the light and like leave this earth. Like it wasn't it wasn't because you you know summoned me. It's because like I really didn't want to go. Right? Yeah. I was I, I was scared. I was just as scared of like trying to leave this place, and that's why I hung around. So, ugh. God, even saying that again, that sucked. That, that was like a big gut punch, right? Um, it, it really says a lot about their relationship. Um, yeah, even though it's like very one-sided, like that one moment, like really ties a lot of stuff together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really see more of like the relationship and the, that bond, as much as like they bicker and how yeah. you know, one possesses the other, and they're just like you violated me, whatever. So he uh, never tells his siblings that he's actually there. He just says, "Oh, oh he's not here all the time." He's such a dick move. He's such an asshole. He's is it going? If only Ben was here. I am here. Is it going? <laughs> Yeah, too bad Ben's not here. I'm going, you're such a dick. Like, you can you can tell him anytime. You can tell them yeah. and relay messages anytime. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, so Vanya is then uh, kind of uh, subdued. Uh, the JFK assassination is, unfortunately, it still, go, it still happens, right? So we're finally like, Diego's like, oh, we failed and whatever. But that's the least of their worries because now the handler is now going ape shit. She's like, you know what? No, screw this. I'm going to. The deal's broken. Like five, you had your chance, and uh, Diego, you, you basically, uh, he found the file uh, that uh, kind of, you know, were it involved Lila, right? Yeah. Because there was a, there was kind of like an inner coup that was happening within the company. Because once the handler got uh, full power back again, like there was a small sect of people that were like, oh man, this bitch back in power. Like I, I hate her. And they yeah. were all plotting against her, and uh, they were kind of like digging up all this dirt. And they, uh, 
yeah, you find out uh, that the handler basically uh, kidnapped or sent a kill order for for Lila, for Lila's parents, so she could she so she can get Lila. The the only thing was that uh, it was five uh, old man five was the man who uh, actually executed the orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she she basically you know covered it all up with the uh, with with a uh, blame it on the fish on AJ. Yeah, and you know uh, that drives Lila to like, okay, mom, I'm gonna go with you, and we're gonna kill five, and we're gonna kill the Hargraves. Like this is this is horseshit. And this is when there's like that big kind of showdown. Oh, you know what we forgot to say? Another thing where I was kind of like, why did you even have to put that in there? How Vanya saved Harlan in the lake, and then she gave him his powers. Yeah, right? I, I, I guess that makes. I mean. That's another like little um, plot thread that kind of leads. It, it, it's almost like you forget about that. But like that was something that I was totally looked over until like the very end, like that final oh. episode where I'm like, okay, this is where they're tying it together. Yeah, look, we're we're about uh, an hour, a little bit over an hour, and we're finally touching on like, oh yeah, that's right, he, she does do that. And, like I, yeah, and it didn't really stick in my mind. And where I was like, oh, that's something very important to be want to talk about and i was like okay whatever she gave the power set to him and then he starts going nuts in the farmhouse yeah uh, the handler sees it on their radar like oh shoot like there's a big surge of power coming back in the 60s in this farmhouse i'm gonna recruit that kid like she you know like she did lila and of course lila's like i'm gonna go with you we're going to uh you know we're gonna do this and we're gonna make sure that the hargraves family doesn't get in our way and so they're on the farm and what was your what was your initial thought? I mean, for me, when I saw the handler Lila, and then like obviously uh, the Har- the Hargrave family, I was going oh, okay. Like going, what are you guys got to do here? Like this is like one, like two versus like these guys. Like going, no way. Vanya already her her power set alone was just done, done, like done deal. Like you guys are not going to stand a chance. Yeah. Lo and behold, though, like you see uh, the handler call all of the. You know, all the agents of the company. But Vanya just basically lays waste to them with their big power set. Like, boom, puts out that sonic yeah. boom. And I was going, see, done deal. But uh-uh, here's the, here's the big reveal of Lila. She's not just a kick-ass assassin. She's not some, you know, undercover agent that, you know, you know Diego's love interest. Like, she had, a, she had a power set herself in which she was able to, she was like a, she wasn't like rogue. I'm trying to think who she was like. But she just uh, like she copped. Oh, oh gosh, uh, I was, I'm thinking of the show Heroes now. Um, si- oh, Tyler, there you go, Tyler, right? Si- yeah. Oh no, 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 Peter Petrelli. That's a better one because Tyler had, had to eat your brain. Right, right. Okay, there you go, Peter Petrelli. Right, he could uh, mimic whatever powers were around him. Yeah. So that was that was when I was like, oh shit! Like there you go. That's the baddie who can take him down because. Um, Allison tried her rumor has it move on her. And that was the first time you knew like, oh shit, this is not, it's not going to work. Cause she said rumor has it. And she just stopped her right there. And she said like, rumor has it. You forgot how to breathe. I was going, oh, yeah. oh fuck. Like she's got, she, she's got her power. And then she had Vanya's power. And yet at, at any time, at every time I was like, oh shit, like how the fuck are they going to defeat her? It's, yeah. it's like pretty impossible. And in this, this season, actually you kind of, see that Diego's power set, which I didn't re- recognize in the first season, but he has, like, kind of magnetism, right? 
I think, and I, I, I could be wrong, but I, when I, when I kind of like wanted to find out what their power set was looking at season one, I, my understanding is he actually has telekinetic abilities, oh, which allows him to like, you know, make things go where he wants it. But I guess he uses it in the, it, like, it's not like full on, like, I'm just going to make things float and fly everywhere. It's more like whatever he throws, he can, he never misses type of thing. Yeah. He kind of just, kind of like a bullseye kind of redirects. Yeah. He, like he way. curves it. Yeah. The way uh, he wants yeah. to. So that was a pretty cool like introduction to, because for me in season one, I didn't think anything of his powers. I thought like, oh, okay. You're like a bullseye. Like you could just throw your, you could throw knives and you're like really good marksman. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no. Like, look, you can actually curve the bullet. You can do, the, you yeah. know, whatever. So that was a nice introduction uh, to his power set. But yeah, back to the final battle scene, you see Lila just uh, going toe to toe with each Hargraves. And they're just like, they have no kind of, uh, what do you call it? Retaliation. They have no kind of answer to like how they're going to defeat her. Even five is like going, fuck, like, I'm going to teleport here. You're going to teleport there. Like, it's going to be, you know, toe to toe, you know, you know, slobber knocker type deal. Like, I don't know how we're going to take her down. And then uh, you you come to this point where, once again, in the farmhouse, did you think that's how, that's how it was going to end when you saw the handler come in there? That, wait, okay. So we're talking about when the first, first the handler goes in there, right? And yeah, um, yeah I had no, like that, that whole thing took me by surprise. Um, the way that whole scene played out. I mean, I guess we're here so we can talk about it. Yeah, talk about but, it, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, everyone ends up like slaughtered on the ground. And then again, so this is one of those things where I felt like going back to what you said earlier about the Swedes, um, I completely forgot about them by this point. Like they they were like, they, they just, I felt like it was just convenient for them to appear when they needed them to be appear. Um, mm-hmm. But then of course, at this last moment, he comes in and he uh, shoots the handler in the head. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "What the hell?" So yeah. it was, it was um, a huge surprise. So yeah. Oh wait I, a minute! Did I jump the, the gun here? No, no. Well, I mean, you 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 overlooked the fact that and the Hannah comes in and she kills everyone in the room. That's and okay. That's and, what and happens. And we're all like, "Oh shit!" Like, did that just fucking happen? Like, how how are they gonna get out of this one? And five is able to. Uh, teleport one more time, but within only seconds, right? Because that's what his yeah. older older man self told him in the their little uh you know back and forth at the bar. They said like going don't don't over oh, I'm sorry, uh, with uh, with his with Hargreaves is uh, yeah. with Reginald like don't overshoot don't don't go for years just go for seconds. Yeah. So that comes start back small. later on. Yeah, start small. So he starts small. And he goes back in time and does that kind of reverse. Like okay. Like, let's reset this. I know it's going to happen. She's going to be right there. I'll teleport. And, you know, and then the Swede, yeah, then the Swede just, you know, took took her out. But at first, when I first saw it, I was going, oh, shit. Like, she just killed everyone. Like, her, uh, yeah. the, the end? And I was like, kind of like shrugging my shoulders. And then, uh, yeah, Five was, you know, definitely was able to kind of like uh, redeem that 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 whole thing. Because I was like, oh, shit. Okay, thank God. they're They're not dead. No one dies here. Except for the handler, but is she? I mean, she made it out the first time, so we'll see. I'm hoping that somehow uh, AJ is was still alive in her stomach, and he just crawls out of her dead He's anus. Dead. And yeah, 
and and finds a body or something. We'll see. Well, you you do know. I think what's what's what they say in South Park: before you die, you or when you die, you uh, you, you shit yourself. <laughs> so maybe when she died, so, you know. It, Season three just picks up with this this flopping fish in in like a pile of dung. It's it's a flopping log. You just see a tail. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, and then you see uh, Lila. She gets that uh, one of those like time traveling suitcases, right? And she goes back, uh, or she just disappears. And like, oh, all right, well, she gets away. You know, so that would be possibly a villain in the future. Um, which say yeah, okay, I, I like that because. I mean, she, uh, granted, she got them by surprise, but it almost seemed like she was well more versed at using their uh, their powers against them than they were using their own powers. Ah, yes, yes. You know, I, I think it's like she was more refined with her powers, right? It's like oh, you yeah. guys are still like like very raw with your powers, even though you've been using it for so long. But mm-hmm. she's over here, and she's like, "How the hell did she turn this thing all on you guys? You guys had the same." It's like it was, it was like she still had the upper edge. And I do, yeah. yeah, it's cool that, yeah, we'll, we'll have something to look forward to in the future season. Um, or, and, and now we're uh, wrapping this all up here. So they get to go back in time. Uh, I forget the the new handler's name, the new leader of the commission. Yeah, the little short guy. Yeah, the little short guy, the guy who led the coup. He yeah. says, like, here you go, here's a suitcase. You guys get to go back to your timeline, you know, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. Right. So the family goes back in their timeline. Everything seems fine. They walk right into uh, their home, and you see a subtle change when you at the, uh, you see because you see on the top of the uh, um, banister. Mantle. Oh, yeah. the mantle. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I think it was a picture of Ben before, right? No, no, no. it was a picture of who was. No, it? I think it was Ben because he was the one that had um, had passed away. Passed away, right? And, and who, who is it now then? Why did I, I can't think remember? I, no, but it, it was Ben for sure. Let me see. Well, but you're as, right. As you, as you, that's as you, a subtle different. Yeah, um, yeah. The change over the mantle, the the the, the portrait, and you see the family uh, is like going, "What's going on here?" And you see Reginald come out of the shadows and going, "What's, uh, what are you guys doing here?" Let's go. Wait, you know, we're your family. Like, Dad, it's us. And which is like crazy because they're going, wait, what are you still doing alive? Like you died in season one. Oh, what'd you see? Yeah, it, it was the man. It was um, it's a picture of Reginald Hargreaves. Okay. So it's a picture of himself. Yeah, instead of Ben. Yeah. So um, so yeah, now you're like going Reginald's. Uh, oh, like you're not my family. What are you talking about? And and then you see like it's like these shadows appear on like the top staircase. And you're like, oh, who the f- like, what's going on here? And you see that one of them step out of the shadows, and it's freaking Ben. And I was like, yeah. whoa, whoa, what timeline are we in now? What happened? He's alive. Like he didn't yeah. die. Like, oh, so and it just leaves you off that. I'm like going, fuck. Like God damn it! Now I have to wait another like, year, year and a half. Well, it's not even that. It was that, you know, they're like, what's the Umbrella Academy? And it's a, this. We were the Sparrow Academy, and behind yeah. Ben there's in the shadows so you can't really tell but it's a whole other team yeah of supers or whatever you want to call them yeah so um yeah it, it which okay so a couple of things <laughs> the first is 
the only one other thing that I didn't like about season two. Well, it's not even that I didn't like. I was just like, oh, it, it was it was just a, a rehash of season one in a sense, right? It was it was let's prevent the apocalypse again. Correct. It was done well, um, but the plot was essentially the same. So what gets me excited about this is like I feel like season three is going to veer away from the whole in the world series, and yeah. it's almost going to be um, like a civil war type Avengers. You know, if we go to with Marvel. Yeah. Like where it's like super team versus super team, um, yes. so that's cool. Um, the other thing with this, it's like <laughs> that really got me. I was like, okay, so it's Ben, but you had to give him this like just to make him more sinister looking. This emo, I'm gonna take my bangs and comb them over my eyes look <laughs> to make him <laughs> seem like it's not the Ben that we had just lost, the Ben that we had grown to love, and the Ben that we kind of like fell in love with in the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that was pretty funny. Yeah, um, a bit corny. Yeah, but um, those were kind of like the the thoughts that popped up in my head. Um, yeah, but it also makes sense because, um, and I think I read read this somewhere, was the only reason that Ben is the only one that's the part of this Sparrow Academy is because Klaus, he was they never mentioned him when they met with Hargreaves in the beginning. So of course, when Hargreaves goes back now, knowing yes um that he's gonna adopt these children right that these supers are gonna emerge he goes and in, adopts a group of other children not knowing that ben was originally part of the that seven he he omits he purposely omits these ones right are we saying yeah. here yeah well I, I think that's 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 the, the point is that he sees them as like kind of bumbling idiots right when he meets them in the past yeah that when like I think he goes and purposely adopts a new set of group when that time comes, and not and and doesn't get the group that he he had met in the past. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Okay. So yeah. I mean, after we watched it, we were like going, okay, that makes sense because the intro of the whole thing, like they did say there were forty three occurrences across the world, and there were only like a handful of them that were chosen, right? Five, six, seven of them, whatever, right? So like, and now we know oh, Lila's one of them. Yes, Lila's is one of them. Right, so you so, now know. Again, it's one of those things they didn't point out before, but it's like, oh yeah, there's got to be more in the world, right? And now you know Lila, and so of course, when you get to this like final, final twist and this ending, it's like, oh, we, well, here we go. Like, let's open up the world to mutants now. Yeah, right. So I am so totally looking forward to seeing what they're going to give us because um, they, did, they, they, they did season two was... I still, I still loved it overall. I, I loved, I loved it oh, yeah. more than season one, season one. But like you said, it was they did the the flash thing where it's like, oh okay, so the first season is going to be Zoom is my uh, you know antagonist, and this next season is going to be you know uh, what's the name? Now forget Reverse uh, Flash, and it's going to be yeah. yeah. So it's just like oh, it's always going to be a speedster was going to be his villain. In this case, like, oh, you're always preventing the apocalypse. So it's like it's nice that they they have they'll veer away from it. Hopefully. It won't be like once again how Flash veered away from going speedster villain by doing the Thinker. Because you stopped watching that series, but that yeah, I think that was a, I, I started that season and and uh, didn't um, watch it anymore. And by then, I already had a little bit of fatigue with that show, so yeah. I kind of wanted to watch the season. Going okay, let me give it a little bit of a chance, and I maybe watched two or three episodes that season. I was like, I'm this is it. Like I can't. Game of Thrones was still popular at the time. <laughs> there yeah. were so many. Other, I think Westworld had season one had just started, and all this, all this stuff. I was like, "There's, there's too much good TV for me to spend on anything that is going to take too much of my time." So, yeah. Uh, 
So uh, as we wrap this uh, uh, episode up here, we're, we're giving this. What, what are we giving this season? Are we are we doing it out of ten? Yeah, out of ten. Um, I would say like an eight or a nine. Still, I, I mean, I still loved it. It was great. Like the things that I found um, that I didn't like were minor, to say the least. I still found yeah. it like super enjoyable. Um, and, and and I'm glad to see these characters. Um, what about you? No, same boat. Uh, maybe more leaning more on the nine side because it's just, yeah, like yeah, the little things that maybe I thought like were plot holes or just like I didn't like really, like the whole thing with the Vanya and maybe the, like some of the characters maybe stepping back a little bit. There was enough from uh you know enough of other stuff that made me go like okay that 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 may have taken a step back but this was raised like okay yeah Vanya was you know being a little too you know clingy with the family but. Whoa! I got to see five really display his, uh, you know, his assassin skill. So yes, that's we're, we're good here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm leaning on, on a nine here. So um, yeah, as we wrap this up, Nico, where can everyone find you on the side of the Sparrow Academy or on the side of Umbrella Academy? Yeah. Oh man, I, I'm you know just the fact that they didn't even reveal anything but like their silhouettes. I'm like super like, I who are these guys? Like, what's their power set? Like, how are they going to complement or like? juxtapose the 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 umbrella academy so i don't know out of curiosity's sake i'm gonna say i'm i'm siding with the sparrow academy i like this i like the name sparrow academy that sounds like yeah. kind of like darkish so i'm gonna go with them and the fact that yeah the mystery of it all like ooh, like this should be interesting um but where can everyone find you nico uh, I'm on uh, Instagram uh, at nico dot suave um, it's spelled n w e Oh, N-W-E-Q-O dot S-U-A-V-E. Uh, I'm private, but uh, if you let me know you're a friend of the podcast, I'll definitely add you. Yep, and you can find me, uh, vmastajo09 on Instagram and vinsanity09 on Twitter. And you can always find us on the Keeping It Nerd Instagram and Twitter. If you have any uh, questions or future episode uh, suggestions or how, tell us how did you like season two of Umbrella Academy, uh, please shoot us an email at keepingitnerdpodcast at gmail.com. That's keepingitnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, once again, everyone, thank you for uh, j- uh, joining us for today's episode. Like, rate, subscribe, comment on all of our social medias. Keep it real. Keep it nerd. Yeah, check the podcast. Nerds about the broadcast. About to drop some knowledge on your brain with all these hot facts. Gaming, anime, and even comics got you covered. I'll just listen to this intro from this budget Donald Glover. Yeah, we'll take your mind up on a trip like Rick and Morty. Like we jumping through these portals. Trust me, none of this is boring. And they cover all these topics. Start an A until the letter Z. Attack on Titan all the way to Zoro. That's more than one piece. Keeping nerd or nothing. Yeah, you know that is our motto. And if you listen to us, that's the motto that you follow. Got the host with the most. He got moves like he's Star Lord. All these haters shots they missing like it's star wars far more content than you could even ask for put it on your phone and then just stick it to your dashboard tune in anytime and they will probably have your fandom but now just kick back so you can listen to the anthem keep it nerd keep it nerd what's the hot facts you don't need your eyes just put down your contacts blowing up because you know we got a bomb cast it and then just listen to the geeky is the podcast keep it nerd keep it nerd what's the